Hello, um, this is another one of those things, one of those podcast things. Um, you are now listening to the voice of the uh, exaggerated uh, persona of the man who is called Robert Ringham. And to his immediate left is none other than the character based upon a real person, that is... Mr. Daniel James Gossel. Beautiful. So I was just making sure I said it right. What do you mean you're making it? Are you saying, saying your own name? You People have often said to me that I should think yeah. before I open my mouth. Not when you're just saying your name, though. Surely that's the easiest thing. Yeah, but I think if you start off with the small things, <laughs> such as your own name... Where did you get this? Did you plan this? This is amazing. Well, I took rather too deep a breath right. for my own liking. And in that time, you were mulling it I went, over. I managed to justify it. And you're Half, like, you I'll, sure? I'll be honest, halfway through taking the breath, mm. I already knew it was too long. Okay. So then I, 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 ex- I, I left the breath. <laughs> I left the breath while I thought about why I would have taken the breath <laughs> and came up with the excuse. Okay. People have told me. It was a lie. <laughs> I'm getting into your, your territory with the lies. Okay. No one's ever said that to me. They've never, never said, I think before you speak, when I was a toddler, and I was just going, oh, can I can have two biscuits. I'm going to think before you speak. Well, you did, didn't you? You thought, I'd like two biscuits. Yeah, but what he, what he meant was, don't you dare ask me for two biscuits. Right. One's enough. So I think, okay, so you took your granddad's advice too literally. Yeah. Really what he was saying is, don't ask for so many biscuits, don't be greedy. Not think before you speak, that's the wrong I thing, c- isn't I it? I could have taken it that way. But I, I have didn't. noticed sometimes when I do the intro, sometimes there's a, just a couple of seconds of dead air between me finishing and you saying your name. I think that's why I've said your name accidentally a couple of times, because I've been worried that we're going to have some dead air and I just want to fill it to noise. Because usually I look at you and I, I'm not sure whether you're going to ramble on before okay. the intro. Okay. Like it, I, think the, I think before I say my name is your time. <laughs> right? The rest of it is our time. Okay. So that's my bit. Yeah. It's a couple of seconds. Yeah, you can do what you want there. I don't well, what about like, you? If, well, I, What's your couple of I'm, seconds? I'm happy to give up my time. <laughs> um, I'll just jump in when I feel it's needed. We need to give you something. We should yeah. do, like, Dan's song or something. Just a special feature. It's just for you, just for your thought or your word of the day. or <laughs> something, you know, like a little, uh, a little feature, just Dan's five seconds of fame. Trouble is, I'd have to plan it, I think. Because if you, if you just asked me what my word of the day was, yeah. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't know. Why. I know what would happen. You'd just, uh, I think you'd do a couple. The yeah. first two would be stolen from me, right? You'd yeah. go globule and serendipity, because you knew those were my favourite words. Yeah. The third one, you'd quickly put one in, which That's wouldn't be that funny, but like quanga. Quanga. What? Probably be the first thing I saw. Uh, well, I think the rest of them would just wouldn't be words. You just go like flibberlib. Flibberlib. You'd just be out before you I knew quite it. Like words that aren't words. Okay. You like, think um, flibberlib's good? You mean have you, have you read uh, the meaning of lif by Douglas Adams? Yes, Douglas-Sedans? that's very good. That's up your street. I like. Um, I don't know what any of the words are, mm. but I like the uh, explanations. A particular favourite of mine is the one. The, uh, the warm feeling you feel when you sit on a chair that somebody else has been sitting That's on. That's the only one I remember as well. Yeah. I think the word is woking, because it's... Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe that's bollocks. I don't know. Sorry to Douglas Adams. We didn't mean to dig up your skeleton and piss in its eye sockets. 
<laughs> Talking of digging up uh, famous uh, genre oh, writers. Oh yeah, to... this podcast has interrupted an argument. Yeah, we, we were we were just. This is why it's quite a downbeat first four minutes because we were just having quite a heated, heated debate. Oh, I'm all in a fluster about um, the movie uh, called what is it? 2081. I think it's called 2081. 2081, that's what... It's, you the same, it's the same thing. Yeah, but how do you say it? It's like there's a difference between the it crowd and the IT crowd, isn't there? And only oh, fools say the it crowd. Yeah, but how can you tell when it's just numbers on a screen? <laughs> well, I think... 2081... I think 2081 is right. 2081. That's what I would call 2081. it. 2081. But... Sounds like, it sounds like the beginning of a telephone number. 2081. Not yeah. Right, but I think I think what you just said is actually what they want it to be because I heard it on the trailer. I heard the guy say twenty eighty uh, twenty. What is it? Twenty. What did he say? Two thousand eighty one. Yeah. That's it. Because I thought at the time, I thought it's not two thousand eighty one. It's two thousand and eighty one. Two thousand eighty one. Two thousand eighty one. It's like I think it's the American way of saying it. Like they don't say. Blink 182, do they? They say Blink 182. They always fuck with the numbers. Yeah, they don't like you putting of between dates. They don't like yeah. you. Know, they let you go 12th November. 12th November, 1985. Well, I've the, put an of in there. Mate, 12th of November. It's the 12th date of November. 12th of November. It's the 12th day of the November month. Well, why don't you say that every time? Because uh, you're abbreviating. Would you include the year there? Uh, well, well, you say of the month November, but nobody says that. So you're abbreviating... So, why is it so bad when the Americans take out the R? Oh, I guess people do miss out my middle name sometimes. <laughs> so, when people say, oh, you must be uh, Daniel Godsill, yeah. you, do you fly into a rage? Yeah, just go, what are you doing? Just what, saving just... time, are you? <laughs> trying to save time. Trying to save. Like, I don't know how many what, syllables. What are you saving so so time on your own time? James is many syllables. How many syllables is it? James. No, two. It's just, no, it's just one. James. James. No, it's definitely just one. There's just no one? diphthong. There's no diphthong in there. It's only one Jay- syllable. I, my, no, mine is um, Daniel James Godsill. No, my, my parents um, they, 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 they christened me with a middle name with two syllables. James. <sighs> okay, if you want, they intended it to have a diphthong. Yeah. It's like spelling like Chris with a K or yeah, something. That was their touch. Well, I liked it if it was one, because first of all, that would be correct. And right. second of all, we'll your full name, Daniel James Godsill, would have five syllables, which means you could be the last line of a haiku. <laughs> right, we'll revert. <laughs> we'll revert to having a single syllable middle name. All right. You're so, are you going to go and change it by deep pole? Well, I don't need to, because it's just in the way you say it. Okay. Not the way it's spelled, like right. 2081. Okay. Or two oh eight one or twenty eight one or two oh eight two zero eight one or two zero eighty one. So what do you think about two zero eighty one then, the film? Uh, um, well I watched the trailer. It looked quite snazzy. Yeah. Uh, I was quite impressed with how it looked. Yeah, quite but unfortunately twenty eighty one is a uh, is based on the hot, the uh, Kurt Vonnegut short story Harrison Bergeron. Yeah. Now I have a problem with this because, first of all, it oh, oh they've, they've lost the humour. It seems very sincere. They're going, it's the year twenty eight eighty one. Yeah, but some old trailers do. No, 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 but no, but, that's all no, trailers do. Yes. Even funny trailers go, 
oh, and he was a man, and he only had one eye, and his family were all Jewish, and, <laughs> and there's lots of other things to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, so trailers, I agree, I agree, but they still, they're supposed to set up the tone of the film. Honest, that's a particularly good, good film. What was that? Uh, what was the, the film uh, you were describing uh, there? It's about a uh, Jewish man with one eye. He's a pirate. Uh, well, he's got one leg, but he's not a pirate. They, he's they a don't, giant. They don't, they don't say outright that he's a pirate, right. but you get the feeling it's just suggested. that he is. <laughs> or was. But he just works in an office, yeah. and he's clunking around on one yeah, leg. Hates the photocopier, hates it. <laughs> he doesn't go near it, he makes other people do it. Does he try and bury it on a treasure island, or pillage it, or rape it? Uh, again, he rub, just rubs up against it and hopes no one notices. That's just yeah, his passive-aggressive way of being a pirate. Pretty much, and there's a gag whenever he goes into the office that the beepers go off. Uh, Why do the beepers go off? Because he's got a bloody hook for a hand. <laughs> Why is there a metal detector in his office? Because it's full of guns. Oh, he works uh, for the CIA. CIA. <laughs> CIA Jew pirate. Yeah, I like it with one eye. Oh, that's fantastic. That's better than fucking 2081. <laughs> okay, the reason I'm angry with it is it doesn't seem like a satire. Right. I think they've missed the point. And they're going, oh, finally everyone's equal. Now, equality is a good thing. Right. Well, and I... I don't think Vonnegut was against equality when he wrote that story. And I think it's very suspicious that they had to wait till couple of years after he died well, to do that. And you're going, oh, but he's won a film award. But Vonnegut didn't want a short film well, award. Well, I think you're wrong. Okay. I think trailers made for idiots. Right. right. And you're, you're sucking into it. You're no, fall, they you're still... falling into that little trap. No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Like the Tim Burton one with Johnny Depp and the singer. They didn't make it look like a musical, but it was a musical. What's that? The Sweeney uh, Todd? Yes. Right, and all they do... But everyone knows Sweeney Todd's a musical. Except for the idiots. Okay, right. all right. So I have a good feeling, I may be completely wrong, and we may, we'll come back to this. When it's like when you buy a black and white movie on DVD and the, the box has been colourised. Yes, right. And people we'll, buy Nosferatu. We will come back to this because I may be completely wrong, but I have a feeling that trailer is just using a voiceover and clips from the film um, to allude to some action movie or something or other. No. But it's actually, it, it's true to it. It's I true agree. To the story. You're right in that a trailer is a marketing device and it's not completely accurate and they do it to get a bigger market share as possible. Yeah. But I think they still have to sum up the feel of the film. Like when you see a Star Wars trailer, it's all... It's all... You know, it's like the sounds of Star Wars. You yeah, can tell it's Star Wars. You watch it and it's a rom-com. But it's not, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I think it. generally it's pretty accurate. Generally, I mean, I know they have to <sighs> put in all the flashy bits and stuff to excite you, but they still, if it's, it's a comedy film, hours. there'll still be some music going. <laughs> and then Simon Pegg will come out and he'll go, You fucking what? You know, it's like, In a world where the heroes are long gone, there's only one man who can save the royal family. And then, like, John Candy will come out and go, Hey, someone call for a cheeseburger? <laughs> like, that's how it happens. Like, even the comedy, there's always a bit of comedy. Okay, in the well, trailer. okay. Go on. you may be right. I think I'm, I, I'm always right. right. I think I may be right. Oh, dear. So, we'll have to just both agree to be right. All we'll have to do is we'll to watch, watch the movie and do a movie review. I don't want to watch it. What, it's 25 it's minutes out of your life. Oh, yeah, after my life. Yeah, but it's like, you know, if you had, a, a, like, a not very restful night... Yeah. And you maybe wake up for 25 minutes. Yeah. But you still, your alarm still goes off at the same time. Yeah. It's like that. But those 25 minutes are still mine. 
So it's still mine. I give them up just because I'm having pleasure. You know, just because I'm looking at the ceiling, going, "Oh, I'd rather be asleep." They're still mine. Yeah, but what can I do for watching a film? I can't just start looking elsewhere. You could. Just well, what's the point? Just put it on in a different room. <laughs> that's the point. What is the, do you know what? It probably is going on in a different room when you're watching it in here and I'm somewhere else. But that's doing fine. something cool. That's fine. All right, but so then, you but, watch yeah, it. Yeah, but then when we come back, I can just make up that it was very satirical well, and that you were wrong. But I just know that won't be true because... Yeah, but you won't be able to prove it because you were I like... I don't need to oh, prove no, it. I'm just masturbating yeah, in the Dan, kitchen. Dan, I don't need to prove it to anyone. It's only me that you're arguing with. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> I don't argue. I'm like um, I just think I'm like I'm a gnome or an elf. <laughs> Do gnomes and elves not argue? No. Well, I'm not going to argue with the fact that well, you're like a gnome or an elf. Well, I wouldn't argue because I, I just if, I worked, if I worked for Santa Claus, right, and I only got a job which was over Christmas period. Yeah. He pays them. He pays them pro rata. <laughs> I know this, <laughs> and I wouldn't be happy. I'd have gone in his office and said. Just kind of think of something else. Don't just go for a market which only exists for, well, in the olden days, because elves live forever, it was a few weeks. Now it is over a few months, because okay. as I say, Christmas is getting earlier every year. Right. But even so, a few I months... I don't think the elves have to work harder just because companies have decided to start marketing well, mince no, pies. No, they've got nothing to do for ten years. Do you want to do one mince pie months. anecdote? Miss pie. Mince pie. Why not? Uh, People always say, oh, Christmas is coming earlier, and I always think, they'll be such a bunch of whining babies. But I bought some Christmas mince pies in October, and they were proper Christmas mince pies. They had, like, holly and baubles on the box, and it said, Mr. Kipling, Christmas mince pies. Sell by day, December the 12th. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Have you still got those? Uh, no, of course not. This was years ago. This was this is recycled content. This was uh, something I wrote in my blog about four or five years ago. Now that is quite ridiculous. Although in my blog it was better phrased and had funny jokes it's in it. Because I do hear because my office, mm. I can admit, it's full mm. of a lot of middle-aged women. Middle-aged women. <laughs> yes. What are they doing now? <laughs> They're just being middle-aged and and um, and women. Right. And um, they say. They start pretty much as soon as it's over. Uh, they start shopping for next year in the sales. Well, that's not a bad idea. Well, it is, but I think 12 months is a long time. To be hoarding wrapping not, paper. And also, I think you've got a good chance of a family member dying. That's true. Within 12 months. But it doesn't matter, you can just use their present then. For someone else? Yeah, just recycle it, give it to someone else, use it yourself, have it yourself. Yeah, but could you, eBay. Ima- could you imagine at Christmas and then you... Your auntie gives you a present and then she breaks down in tears. And you go, what's the matter? And she goes, oh, it's Redwood. Oh, really? Uh, plus also a lot of things kind of are perishable, aren't they? Yeah. I don't mean like literally like a rotten old piece of fruit that you saved all year. But I mean, say if you buy like an album, you're not going to yeah. be happy with... If someone gives you an album for Christmas and it's like last Christmas is number one. That's true. You'd be pretty annoyed. If I showed up, gave you a Christmas present and it was like... Proper cream, proper. <laughs> ruined the joke by stuttering. Proper crimbo by having Mary selected. Be very happy. From seven Christmases ago. Be right. I think you could you uh, hold, on, hold on to things long enough and they become retro. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So really, we should be shopping seven years in advance. Yeah, of Christmas. Like, like, uh, like maybe a soda stream. Oh, or a gramophone. Yeah. <laughs> in a world <laughs> where people shop seven years in advance. 
and all the heroes are gone. <laughs> Only one man can save the day. David Dickinson <laughs> is the antiques dealer. Don't like that one? Uh, no, I think you, I'll be honest with you. When I was looking in your eyes, I you could knew tell I could, you were making it up. You, as you knew I didn't on. know where I was going yeah. next. Well, that's yeah. when it gets exciting, isn't it? I thought you were going with David Icke. David Icke, no. Yeah. No, I didn't just say David and not know. Uh, who I like the abstract David. nature of David Icke. Okay. Kind of, um, you like his jogpers and his, um, his, his reptoid Yeah, so I have a feeling that he's going to come out with something new. Right. He's going to invent a new kind of bicycle or something next. Right. Uh, it won't be any good. <laughs> Probably have seven wheels. Right, that's no good. Go, it's very inefficient. No, you want less wheels. Fewer wheels. Not more. That's the way the future is. Not a larger number less, of wheels. Less wheels. Fewer wheels. Honda. Here's a... Uh, yes, fewer It's all right. It's, it doesn't matter. Fine. I was just enjoying correcting you, even if you didn't acknowledge no, it. I did. I did acknowledge it, and it actually made me think of a little um, a video I watched on YouTube of Stephen Fry. Oh, yeah. It's quite good. I'll have to show you after. A bit less than fewer? Yeah. I think it's an important And one. he was angry... At the, the world for being bothered about it. Yeah. He is very good at... Mm, I find that an interesting one, because I've heard him saying that before, about kind of language etiquette, because yeah. he kind of goes against it. Yeah. Well, first of all, his language is exquisite, right? And second of all, I've heard him railing against other things that don't really matter. Like, he doesn't like free verse poetry. He thinks poetry should be... Like, we were talking about haikus just now. Yeah. He thinks you should have haikus, uh, villanelles, that's one... Um, limericks there's all, all these formats and he doesn't think you should deviate from those he says free verse has destroyed poetry and I just think that's um, not really true yeah I think there's loads of brilliant poets out there who aren't sticking to but like John Hegley we saw John Hegley didn't we in yes, Edinburgh I quite liked him uh, he's, he's brilliant and a lot of his poems just cheat they don't stick to the formats yeah, at all they talk about potatoes well I mean there's nothing to say you can't write a villanelle about a potato well I think you'll find you wrong oh <laughs> <laughs> but um, poetry Nazi Stephen Fry, he'd be in like a shop if he heard you doing a potato you, you, base. You'll be particularly surprised that you can't write a haiku about a potato. Really? Yes. Too many syllables? I, don't, I really don't uh, think. I think you can't write the a word, haiku about potatoes. The word potatoes, a uh, little known fact, it has infinite syllables. No, it doesn't. Come on, let's try and do. Can you count them? Potato, three. Then back to P. Potato. Back to P. What are you talking about? It's a magic word. What do you mean? Uh, like the word potato. Yeah. You have to keep saying it over and over. Neither. So you mean when you go to buy a potato, you say, hello, have you got a potato, 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 potato. <laughs> yeah, you can, die, so you, can, you can die off and just think about it in your head and not say it out loud. What, is, what it, are you on about? Are I, you having a breakdown? I think it's happening again. The only time I've heard potato said potato, three potato, times potato, in a potato, row. Potato, potato. Is uh, when a, a man starts a Harley Davidson. Potato, potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow! Can we, can we can we do two people? But I start a slightly later than yours. Go on then. Potato, 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 potato. I think also in that Ted and Ralph sketch, they say potato a lot, don't they? Who's Ted? Oh yes, yes. In the I famous uh, Ted so potato, he... your asparagus wife courgette is. Pepper, dead, sweet. I mean, plump. <laughs> <laughs> potato is a lovely word. Potato. It's also a lovely vegetable. It also has three syllables. So I don't know what you're on about. I we like could do, that. We could do potato haiku right now. Okay. So it goes five, seven, five, right? So it's um, potato, you're my 
only... No, it doesn't work, does it? Because you've got to really finish the sentence, haven't you? Finish that stanza. You've got to go, uh, potato, you're nice. Potato, you're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like potato. There you go. So that's a haiku about potato. Potato, you're nice. Potato, potato you're fantastic. Potato, potato, I like you. <laughs> there you go. That's a potato haiku right there. Oh, how about I like you, potato. I like potato. Potato, you're ace and good. Daniel James Godsill. <laughs> <laughs> I think all haikus should end with Daniel James Godsill. Daniel James Godsill. <laughs> well, it could be the start of a haiku, too. You're over half a haiku. <laughs> I'm over half a haiku. Yeah, you're two lines out of three. That's good. I think, um, I, think I, d- I shouldn't become a poet. Then. Anyway, look, I do understand what Fry is saying. But first of all, I think because his name is Fry... I suspect he's actually the owner of the, the Fry's Potato Crisps <laughs> franchise. What were, you, what were you pulling me up on? Um, oh, what was it? What did I say? Fewer. Less than fewer. Yeah, but what was I saying? Uh, you were saying less wheels. Ah, uh, yes. I was going to say about a motor... Not a motorbike. Uh, yes, kind of a motorbike. It's sort of... Um, <clears throat> potato, potato, potato. <laughs> Go on, the David Eichmobile. Well, no. Does uh, he run potatoes? You know, remember the, the good old Segway? Yeah. Segway was fine. Yeah. Right, we're all into that. Yeah. Honda. By the way, why didn't he just step off? I don't understand that. How he fell off that cliff. He probably stepped off forwards. <sighs> Ridiculous. I just think if the Segway was going to the edge, what was he going? Oh, I must get the Segway under control. Not let, not, don't let me lose my Segway. Yeah, but you, know, you know when people... Step like, off. Okay, I've got a theory behind this. You know when people like are leaning over the edge of a cliff, right? Mm-hmm. And they feel themselves falling forwards? No. Wait... What do you mean? Right, they're when they're of, actually... No, they're, 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 they're... Right, okay. Do you mean the fanatistic urge? No, 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 no. Okay, just for example, I've walked to the edge of a cliff, walking, walking, walking. Potato, my, potato, my, potato. My, my potato and potato and towards the edge of the cliff. My toes are right at the edge of the cliff. Right. A gust of wind pushes my back. Right. Okay, it, it arches me forward slightly. Right. Right. But you're strong enough to resist that. No, but it's very strong wind. Okay. But it stops immediately. Right. So I've gone, I've leant slightly forward. You're teetering, forward. you're teetering. Yeah. Okay, now... He's been teetering for years. Now, so what you'd do, if you could think about it properly, you'd put your arms backwards, as far back as they could go, and perhaps right. your head backwards. Right. And you would kind of counterweight yourself. Right. But people don't. Uh, they, they swing their arms round and round oh, and round and round. Yeah, they swing them round and round and round and round and round, right? But which, is, which is counterintuitive. It doesn't work. I it understand. Just, it pushes I... you forward, if anything. So what I think the Segway man did, he was going forward, he was leaning over the edge of the cliff, and he just pushed forward because he thought that would get him off it. I think he must be a real moron to have not stepped off his Segway. He was old. Was he old? Yeah, he was Aww. like 80. Oh, maybe he needed his Segway. Couldn't get around and out. Anyway, look, potatoes. Uh, Stephen Fry, I think he has a point about uh, not being like a language snob. Right. I think he's right. But the thing is, Dan, I see you as a sort of project. It's just like when I tried to ask you to eat, try to get you to eat the Marmite. I want to improve you. And I just think, you shouldn't be going around saying, oh, less wheels, less wheels, fewer wheels. Yeah, but, I, okay, fair enough. The Marmite, though, yeah. I told you that I... <laughs> 
fucking I told you that I tried them on mine and they didn't like it. Yeah, I know, but you have to have it at least six times. And with the fewer, I knew as soon as I said the word less, I was wrong, because you looked at me, like, with them horrible eyes. Dum. Like that. Yeah, and I, I knew what I'd done. What horrible eyes? I, like, knowing eyes? Yeah, no, like so, like I, so just... I, I knew I'd said the wrong word. Oh. And I knew the correct word that I should have used. Oh. I continued anyway. Because I didn't want to make you out to be some sort of horrible, oh. horrible bully who just, like, while I'm talking, is just pinching me, just pinching me, going, stop talking, Dan, stop talking, this is, this is my show, get off. Oh, <laughs> oh. But I didn't make you eat those uh, testicles, did I? No. No, oh, we went for, um, Chinese, do you call it Chinese? Chinese or chinky if you're a racist. Oh. <laughs> I, I went for a Chinese. Yeah. Um, we went to Chinatown in Montreal. Yes, we did. Did you uh, enjoy it? Well, I, did, I sort of got badgered. Is that the right word? Um, there was a lady. Um, she tried to badger me. Um, of oh, the charity collector? Yes. Yeah. Well, I thought she was holding a menu. Yeah, she was a chugger. I, I was very, very hungry at the time. Aww. I hadn't eaten all morning. It was like a mirage to you, wasn't it? Yeah. You would see menus everywhere. And I thought everywhere. she was holding out a laminated menu, which mm. I thought, if they, if they go to the trouble of laminating their menus... <laughs> And sending people out into the street, <laughs> they have a good restaurant. Yeah. So, if anything, I headed towards her. Right. Turned out it, she worked for a children's charity. <laughs> um, and she, she, she asked, well, she wanted me to sign something, then write my name, mm. then write the amount of money that I was going to give her, and then give her the money. <laughs> so I just said, forget all that, I'll give you a dollar. Right. She asked my name, but I told her, but only my first name. I didn't want any funny business. Did you say Dan or Daniel? Daniel. Okay. That's my name. Yeah, just keeping it in line with the haiku. I gave her, I gave her a dollar. Mm. I started to walk away. She tapped me on the shoulder. I thought maybe I've dropped some money or, mm. or I don't think if I'd have dropped some money, I think she'd have taken it for the children or perhaps, um, perhaps sometimes, uh, this maybe like my camera's hanging out in my pocket. Right. Or um, not not, I've, I've not tied my laces up properly, something like that. Yeah. She tapped me on the shoulder. You felt crow on your shoes. I turned him. around after I'd just given her one dollar and her my name. Yeah. I hadn't signed though. I thought maybe it was that, and she right. said one more dollar. Ah, <gasps> you're kidding me. <sighs> no, that's so strange. I gave her the other dollar. You have a lot of. Um, I think your problem is you you have too much time for people on the street. Like you've you've come into. You know, situations with homeless people. There was the cottager that you mentioned on the yeah, podcast a couple yeah. of days ago. Yeah, but sometimes it's good because I met a monk once. Right. Uh, and I got to ask him questions. Okay. Um, were, you, were you playing the atheist card? Uh, well, I asked him if he had to be bald. He said no. If he had to be bald? Yeah, he said, okay. he said no. It's just a choice, I think. Right. I think it's just, like, fashionable. Fashionable in the monk community. Yeah. I think it's a symbol of asceticism, isn't it? Yeah, it's like if you went to, like, an indie kid and said, mm. uh, do you have to wear tight jeans? You'd probably just go, no, just sort of, everyone does it. Just go, just, uh, just follow them. Peer pressure. Just, yeah, just, um, can't think for myself. <laughs> well, I think that's why a lot of people are attracted to, uh, cults and sects and, um... Indie. Monasteries and indie. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and then, um, well, we had, we had, uh, we had, um, something to eat. We went to a Chinese... Chinky if you're a racist. Yep. And then... Well, Marginocephalia, we'll, if you're a blind paleontologist. We'll come back to that. Yep. 
Um, as we left the Chinky uh, <laughs> Fury Aces Chinese. We're, we're not going to come back to that, are you? Are you humouring me? Well, I quite like the Chinese place. All right. Um, as we left, um, one of the um, one of the ladies who was badgering for money, mm. um, she she tapped you on the shoulder, didn't she? She did. Mm. Um, and uh, I just sort of went, blah, blah, blah. and she went, oh, come on, oh, you need some money. And I went, uh, oh, my friend gave you lots of money earlier. Yeah. But what I should have done, if I could turn back time, do, 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 if I could turn back time and uh, do it again, I just um, I actually had a button in my pocket that had come off my jacket. <laughs> I think it's actually the spare button rather than one that's come off. I should have just like pulled a sad face and just produced it forlornly, as if to say, all I have in the world is this button. And then she'd have gone, oh, you're poorer than the kids I was collecting for. She could have given you some Here's a couple of quid off some retard I <laughs> got earlier. Could you imagine that? What? And then and then it would have kind of turned into some horrible sitcom where I said, can I have my two pound back? Mm. Two dollars. And you went, no? Bom, bom, bom. That is very Kirby enthusiasmic. It is kind of, yeah. There is one just like that, actually, where he... Uh, he gives money to a guy because he bumps his car and then the next day he sees his daughter's had a boob job and it's like the exact amount of money and he's like, I paid for those massive tests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like the fact that the, 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 the badger lady asked you to take your hands out of your pockets. Yeah, she was very forceful. Get so, your hands out of your pockets. It's very cold here in Montreal. I had my hands in my pockets to keep them warm. Because he didn't have any gloves on. And she said, take your hands out of your pockets. <laughs> in which contained the button. Which contained the button? No change. No change. No uh, change in Chinatown. Do you think if we'd have thrown money, they'd have chased it? Oh, no, that's not very nice. It wouldn't go that far. But, um, yeah, but if you're willing to put enough effort into to, to tap people on shoulders and ask them to set their hands at their pockets, I'm sure you've got enough effort to scuttle down the street after a rolling penny. Yeah, but that's not very nice, is it? Uh, yeah, but I, I have no. This is. This, I, I realise it's the same really horrible. But I have a feeling it wasn't for children. I think they were just after money. Mm, I think maybe. They were, I think they were just um, entrepreneurial tramps. It's a tough one to know. Well, they didn't look like homeless people. Yes, because they got, no, she, she got down to a T. She'd strained her hair and stuff. She was well groomed. Oh, no, a well groomed uh, hobo. You can get straighteners which run off gas. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to tell this. I know that because I used them at a festival. Oh. Anyway, you're such a vain man, you know. I'm not a vain man, I've just got curly hair. Such a, what's wrong with having curly hair? Well, there's nothing wrong with it's having... It's not done Brian May or Bobby Ball any harm. Yeah, but they've got good curly hair. They've got full, all the way over their they've hair. They've got curly. the the pubic shatner. Yeah. Oh. It's all good. You, should just, you shouldn't be afraid of yeah, your, your natural form. Should embrace my curls? You should embrace your curls. No, oh, I don't want it. No. Oh. I wouldn't embrace it. Where does it end? What next? Surgery? Uh, well, no. I'm but, what are you happy with that hair? Were you not? What, what, are you, you know what, are you unhappy with that hair and happy with that face? Well, because I haven't got... <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean anything by it. I've got a good Canadian joke to round off your uh, story in Chinatown. Alright. <laughs> you don't want to hear it. That fool and his loony are soon parted. Hmm? Don't like that? A fool, a fool and his loony. A fool and his loony. Who's that? Well, a fool, that's you, because right. you gave the money. Right. And there's the expression of fool and his money are soon parted. Right. right. And a loony is like the name the Canadians give to a one dollar coin. I didn't know. And uh, a fool and a loony are kind of like similar expressions. Um, 
you know, it's kind of a good joke based on the local currency. And what happened to you? No good? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway, we were in Chinatown for a reason <laughs> in this conversation because I, um. we had, um, we ordered a meal and I also ordered a side of uh, steamed <gasps> shrimp dumplings. Mm. Uh, when they came, they looked exactly like testicles. Yeah, like ghost testicles. Goat testicles or ghost. ghost. Ghost testicles. They were quite pale. They were very pale, but they had yeah. been steamed. They were goth's testicles. The goth's testicles, yeah, that's true. They could have powdered them. Um, and um, they were just sort of sticky. And the way the kind of pastry joined up at the back looked exactly like yeah. testicle. And the shape and everything was exactly like testicle. And I ate one. I'd eat a knob at night. <laughs> and um, it was definitely shrimps. It was not a testicle. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, the first bite is with the eye. And we, once, once we joked... <laughs> Once we joked about this, it was difficult to imagine there was anything but testicles, even though I'd Yeah, I really struggled to uh, to even contemplate. Yeah, you couldn't on, do it. But even put him on touching it with my tongue. I didn't even. Uh, I didn't force you. I didn't keep badgering you, did I? No. In fact, I went to go for one, and you said. I said no, no, don't. It's all right. You don't have to. Don't have to. You don't have to suckle them. Yeah, them. because I don't just want to be horrible to you. I'm not a bully. There was, no, there was nothing to be gained by eating the, the testicle-looking shrimp dumpling. Oh, I know. But you know there what? is something to be gained by eating Marmite. I'll be honest, sometimes I go away from food that I haven't tried, and I go, oh. Yeah, because you only eat sausages and... <laughs> sure, I don't just eat sausages. <laughs> you do. I don't. You I've, had, like I've, had, I've had two sausages since <laughs> I've been here. Yeah, and they were the same sausage. Only two? Yes. Hang on a minute, do you promise me you've only eaten two? No. Because... In front of you. Well, you... Oh, right. I had, a, I had a pack of four, two of which I ate in front of you and two right. of which I ate separate. That's what I was going to ask, because I didn't like... But it, no, but I just didn't like the thought of you wasting sausages. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. I, you, did, I did eat all The four. least you could do is eat them all if you bought them. No, I did eat all wastrel. four. Wastrel? Wastrel? You're a wastrel. What's that? It sounds like a, some horrible 80s <laughs> character from the silly BBC TV show. Starring you. <laughs> what? It's a wastrel. Damn the wastrel. Oh. I think um, Dan confided in me once in a very personal tender moment. I don't know, what are we go- where are we going? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, it's not that bad. Are you sure? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> if you don't like it, you, you control the podcast. I, I know, but we don't edit these anymore. Can, yeah, but... Can you whisper at me? No, no, no. Because no, you, no, I'm concerned now. Don't trust me. Yeah, but don't go, oh, oh, Daniel, um, he told me this thing in, in secrecy. He said, oh, don't ever tell anyone. By the way, listeners... <laughs> No one listens to this anyway. It's just us talking in a room. <laughs> um, okay. Right? Am I going to trust you now? Am are you going to trust I, me? I, my balls are in your mouth. <laughs> and you're very hungry. Well, one of them was at, the, at Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> you paid for those. They were your balls. You didn't eat one of them. Okay, anyway. I'm glad. I'd have paid not to. Anyway. Would you? Oh. I if I'd have known that, I'd have pushed it. <laughs> Um, you, I'd have paid the man who cooked them. Oh, okay. In his walk. Would you pay me to eat them all? How much money would you have no, given me to eat them? No, I wouldn't. You quite enjoyed it, but you just don't like the fact that it looked like a testicle. It was, it was very uh, pungent shrimp as well. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, what were we talking about? Yeah, you confided in me one time on a train oh. going down to London. It was the same train that I think we've referenced on this podcast before. You were talking about the mature people with their day jobs. Oh, and they were just sort of listening into our stupid conversation about 
whether uh, Frankenstein yeah. was a zombie or not, or something. Is, you this, know? is this the same trip we made? Um, we made a uh, a, a cashew Jaffa cake. Um, <laughs> cake. Yeah, it made us both feel queasy because I was eating Jaffa cakes, which Dan hates. Yeah. You can't stand Jaffa cakes. Yeah. They're, they're an anathema to him. They are. I've seen the shoveling up my arse. And he was eating cashews, yeah, which cashews. I'm violently allergic to. <laughs> so it was like a sitcom in the making. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Cashew and Robbie Jaffa. Okay. Why are you called Johnny in this? Why do I get to keep my name? I don't know. I'll take know. that back. You can be da- Danny Cashew. Danny, I like that. Danny Cashew. 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 Daddy Cashew, mm, Johnny Cashew. Bobby Jaffa, the little sidekick. It's not as good for a haiku. No, Daddy Cashew. Oh, you could, anyway, look. Hi, <laughs> not haiku, Danny Cashew. You can't do syllables. Haiku, haiku. Is that one or two? Haiku, haiku. That's four haiku, syllables. Haiku, Danny Cashew. six. It's no good, is it? Can you add anything on? Let's see a seven, which is a little bit Is there a cheat to it? No. No. Danny. 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 Um, we're on the train. <laughs> we're on the train. And uh, Dan told me, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot what I confided in you? Oh, no, I've got it now. He said that, you said that you'd become a light switcher offerer. Yes. Meaning that you'd started turning off the lights in your house when you weren't in the room. Yeah. And I said, what's wrong with that? And you said, <laughs> or something. And uh, I, then I probably made a very good point and we left it at that. Yeah, right. <laughs> My point was that lights, they take up, like, it costs pence. It costs about 17 pence a year to leave a light bulb on. Yeah. Right, it's nothing. It's very but little. I kind of potted around my house, switching them off all the time. Yeah. For no good reason. It was more effort. But. <laughs> Okay, I agree, it's very cheap, but what about the planet? You're using electricity for very But very, little. very little. It but it's some, little. it's some, isn't it? You shouldn't take the piss. I'm not taking the piss at it's all. It's just frivolous, a frivolous waste. I think wasting anything. It's, it's not. It's, if I fell asleep with the television on, which I don't do anymore, right, because right. I eradicated television. the television. Right. Right, okay. Uh, if I, that would kind of like, that takes like 30 light bulbs running for... For months and months on end. Right, but it wouldn't be on for very long. You wouldn't sleep all night with the telly on, would you? Well, if I fell asleep, if I was drunk, or... Just or... you'd wake up in half an hour and turn yeah, it off. Maybe. It would. Maybe, but I didn't like it. I felt, felt weird. But anyway, kind you... Of, yeah, but I'd get, I'd get uncomfortable. Not just... It wasn't... Okay, I understand. You walk out of room, switch a laugh. That's yeah. fine, but it's kind of... It's a good habit to get into. thinking, sat there going... I left the lamp on. No, the, don't know. worry about it that much. Right, that, just it make would, it. It would bother me. Just make it a personal policy to turn the light off when you leave a room. Yeah. Okay? okay. You don't have to go check in if you have. Just do it as a principle, yeah. okay? And you were saying you'd started doing that. Yeah. And you didn't like it because it was kind of, you said it was sexless. Yeah. Like it's kind of anal retentive. Yeah. Penny pinching. Yeah. But I don't think it is. You're saving the earth. You're saving the earth. That's not sexless. You're Captain Planet. Well, yeah, but that's kind of like going, oh yeah, uh, um, like I managed to save some girl from getting horribly mugged and deformed by tutting. But if you could tut and stop it, 
then what's wrong but with that? But it's not. It's just like, oh, yeah. If touching your name is your presence my, to the mugger. My tuck made that mugger think, oh, okay, I won't hit her in the, in the, in the eyes quite so hard. Right. Right? Yeah, it's done a tiny bit of good. Nothing of any real measure. I should have gone out and petitioned. I do, I do see what you're saying. It's... Uh, but so, it's so minuscule. It's not in your power to stop a mugger. He's got a knife, right? Just as it's not in your power to go out and blow up a, an electric producing plant, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay. There's different levels, but Can you, you not make me come round. What do you mean? Stop making me agree with things. Why? You don't have to agree. Yeah, but I do. But it's because I'm right. Yeah, I know, but well, I'm, that's I just, good. Oh, fair enough. Fine. I'm just being outed. There's a wrongner. There's <laughs> a wrongner. <laughs> you do know I didn't make up the word wastrel, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I don't need to go, like, just, I, I don't want to have it, like, just come on with my own opinions. Okay. And you go, blah, 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 no. blah, And I go, oh, yeah, Rob, you're right. You're just a fucking genius, aren't you? Well, <laughs> just do everything you say, because you're yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Which is what I've just done about lights. Yeah. Yeah, I should switch lights off. The important thing to remember is that's not a performance of the podcast. It's that's still not. sexless. It's not. It is. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> because I wrote a blog about this on the New Escapologist. Did you remember that? Yes, I did. And basically, actually, it was the same month you just went up. Like every blog was about me. <laughs> just going, oh, my friend Dan's just bought a new, new Macintosh. She's a cunt. I didn't say that. You basically, in more words, in bigger words, bigger think, words than cunt, you said it. I think I had to go with your iPhone, didn't I? Because you, yeah, you kept getting oh, us lost. Dan loves his iPhone. He just shoved it up his bottom whenever he gets a chance. <laughs> well, I'm not I don't, feel, I don't feel the need because. IPhones need to be charged and they waste money. <laughs> what are you pointing at me for? Nothing, I just saw that your button was coming out and oh, you showed a bit of your chest off. It's because I'm, I'm getting furious. Oh, because that happens, you go... Like, I'm like a Hulk. You get pigeon-chested and all your clothes tear off. I do. Oh, well, I didn't mean to make you furious. Oh, you <laughs> uh, did? I think, yeah, but I blogged about you three or four times in that month because I find you very thought-provoking. Because, because right, and there's a compliment in this, I think... That although you're wrong, you've thought about it, right? You've come. Yeah. That sounds very patronising. I didn't quite mean it to sound like that, but but it's fine. Just but, be, no, just I think be, you're just better. Be. I think you're better than most people. I think right. you've come to a conclusion based on your own considerations. You question things and thought outside the box, right? It's just sometimes it's wrong. Yeah. Not always, well, even. Just bear in mind for a second. Just right. bear this in mind. Right. Right. I've told you I love my iMac. I do love my iMac. It's probably one of my favourite things in all the world. What you, what you said to me in London was, it makes me happy. It does make me happy. Right. And that's what I sort of thought was weird. Yeah, it? and it made me happy, and I had everything. <laughs> I, had, I had a swimming pool, I had a cat, I had a dog, I had a house, and everything. Yeah. Now, I've got, I'm, I live in a box room. I live in a cube with nothing but my iMac. That's and not because of me I and your escapologies. That's because you split I, th- I think it is. No, it's not. It's because you split with I think you made me think too much about, about possessions. <laughs> and you made me think, right, I've got to get rid of things. So I've, I've got, ruined I, it. I got rid of it. I've got rid of everything except for my iMac, which I couldn't. Because you'd stated in public, and which I loved it. And, and I couldn't uh, go against my principles. How many something to record the podcast on? Yes. So, so it's that, basically me. It's now all I've got left. <laughs> My Mac and you. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, but what else do you need? What else could you shoes, possibly need? Shoes. It'd be nice to have shoes. You've got shoes. Yeah, but they're no they're good. They take your shoes away. And they're always everywhere. They're always not even in the same place next to each other. <laughs> I love it. This is such a load of bullshit. It's unbelievable. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay, so you started thinking in a kind of escapological way. Yeah. This should be a separate podcast that we should put on the new Escapologist website. Right. About what happened when you became... And you can be angry about it. Lost my job. And I'll go, ah. But you didn't lose your job. You still got two jobs. Yeah, but I sort of lost it. Three I, if you can. I lost this. the will to do it. Oh, didn't want to do it Really? Anymore. I made you sad about your job? Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't mean to do that. You seemed to quite enjoy your job. I did. Oh, no. I didn't, yeah. That was not the desired effect. I thought effect. I'd quit it all and fucking just lose it. I, uh, I, went, I, walked to, uh, I walked to Sainsbury's in Bristol. Mm. I live in the West Midlands. It's quite a long way to Bristol. Okay. Um, my bare feet. <laughs> you didn't. No, you didn't. Stop <laughs> it. Issues. Stop it. Listen, right? Are you going to tell them why turning off no, lights it's is lie. not sexless? sexless? Uh, why is it... Why is it not sexless? Why is it not... Because it saves the environment. Stuff. Exactly. It's, nice. it's like not eating chicken. It's like not eating chicken. Exactly. Got I that. mean, do it sometimes, oh, if you yeah. want, because yeah. it's natural. Well, no, th- oh, this is it. So, oh, this is another subject for another podcast, maybe. Oh, dear. We're at 44 minutes, and I'm about to get all angry about vegetarianism. <laughs> Don't. You've already blogged about it. It's, it's too point. much. Yeah. It's too much to do now. Skip the, uh, skip the vegetarian. We'll do it tomorrow or something. But we, we, do, we don't have a V. We could do a V. Couldn't we? V's oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. But, um, well, for vegans, because I get confused. Right, well, vegans like, don't eat uh, any meat, any... Uh, metal. They don't, well, nobody does eat metal. Well, apart from metals, like metal elements. In People food. eat gold leaf, don't they? What's gold leaf? Gold leaf's like on a book. No, no they put it on food as well. Gold I leaf, think. I don't know. I think it's just like, it's just to be posh. I don't know if I've heard just that one. shove it on. You get some makeup, don't you? Girls have like mm-hmm. um, stuff for the face which has bits of actual diamond and gold in it to make them glitter. <laughs> bleed your face. Just bleed to death. <laughs> I think if you put too much on, you would bleed to death. Uh, but it's just for little touches here and there to make you glitter. Right, just like kind of like take, Michael Jackson statue. Layer of skin off. <laughs> it's, I promise that's real. <laughs> uh, hang on, I think we've missed something. Sexless. Light bulbs, sexless bulbs. Turning off the lights. It's not sexless because, okay, there's two energy, there's two impulses in man, in a, in a human being. Yeah. Eros and Thanatos, okay? Yeah, okay. I like Eros it. is the life-giving instinct. Thanatos is the desire to destroy. Yeah. Now, we all have fun with Thanatos. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. It's when you're walking along, as you say, by the cliff edge on your yeah. segway. And you suddenly get the urge, you get like the mad impulse to just throw yourself off. That's Thanatos talking. Or, or, or as far as, as long as the segue is concerned, lean. Just lean Just lean a off. little bit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That makes you really tempted for Thanatos. Yeah. Also, if... Especially um, on a segue. If something's annoying you and you've got the opportunity to destroy it, just to punch it to bits, you yeah. might give in to that. That's Thanatos, right? Yeah. Um, if you get a mad impulse to just punch a pregnant lady straight in the belly, yeah. Thanatos. We've all had fun with Thanatos. Yeah. Perhaps um, when you're drinking a, a, a <laughs> glass of Coke yeah. through a straw, yeah. blow out instead of sucking. That's a little bit thanatistic, isn't make, it? Make bubbles. Absolutely. It's quite rude. I'd love doing that, though. That's gentle, confined Thanatos, isn't it? That's yeah. fun. We've all had fun with Thanatos. It's like Thanatos in a cardigan. Yeah, Thanatos in a cardigan. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, but uh, Eros is the life-giving instinct. That's what makes you want to have sex. That's what makes you want to produce and be fertile and make babies and create... Yeah. So if you make a piece of art, that's eros, really. Uh, good question. I know what you're thinking. If it's angry art, yeah. <laughs> if you start stabbing at the canvas, bit of both. Okay. I suppose yeah, it's that that just like by eros, right? So 
turning off the lights is erotic, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're saving, you're creating, you're leaving something intact. You're not, you're not consuming, you're not burning up the earth. Right. So therefore, if it's anything, it's definitely sexy as opposed to sexless. Okay. That's what I think. And that was, I wrote that as a defence to you. I wanted to, ex- I wanted to say, I wanted to convince you that what you were doing was right. I didn't yeah. want you to think, oh, I've started doing this thing and it's wrong and I've got to stop. Okay. I didn't want you to, you know, think you'd got a bad habit when in fact you've got a good habit. I don't know, I've only got one light now. Sexy, green people are sexy. I sit in the dark most of the time. Well, good. There's nothing sexier than that. <laughs> it's a bit lonely. <laughs> I'm worried that you're starting to think you should. There's a light on now in this room. Yeah, but, two, I, but I did notice the one in your bedroom's off, the one in the bathroom's off. Oh, yeah, I switched both of them off today. There we go, that's good. It's getting sexy. Well, the other night I noticed because we, our, our, our apartments, as you know, are very close together, and um, he's on. it's like an L shaped building. Yeah. And basically, along the hypotenuse of that angle, we can see each other's windows. Yeah, yeah. And all night, your fucking light was shining in. <laughs> it was the night you came home and got drunk and <laughs> fell asleep <laughs> in your own vomit. Left um, the light on. And all night, I could oh, see it shining sorry. on. So I, pulled, I had to pull the curtain over. Oh, I'm very sorry. I don't like to pull the curtain over. That was fun, though. Yeah, I know. I know you had a great night, didn't you? That was fun. I think I'm off out tonight. Probably have some stories to tell in the morning. Yeah, to the end of Chinatown and uh, take that girl, the loony napper. Take it to uh, kind of, the testicle place. Yeah. You know, yeah. eating your balls out of your head. And then when when, uh, <laughs> uh, when we go to the bar, I could tell her she, she owes me a drink. She's going to buy you a drink. Oh, half, half only half. a $2 drink. She would get you piss all there. A couple of shots, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> get a shot or two. <laughs> I think you should do it. Yeah, it's a shots. long way to Chinatown. Feed her your testicles. It's a long way to Chinatown. Plus there's like, dragons and stuff. <laughs> God in the perimeter. Yeah. It's kind of uh, yeah, they have. There's no other place that has big brick like what? What were they like? Uh, gates, gates into them. Um, well, they're not like closed gates, are they? It's just an arch. Yeah, but you through. get an eerie feeling when you walk through. No, you don't. It's just no, you don't. I love the gates of Chinatown. Love it. Do you not? It just has, it gives you the feeling you're going somewhere a bit different. It makes it? me go noodles. Good, well, that's enough, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. That's pretty much all Chinatowns are, isn't it? Just full of noodles. <laughs> um, and, and dragon costumes. We did see a dragon costume, and we did eat noodles. Yeah. We also ate, well, I ate some shrimps in a testicular wrap. Yeah. Delicious. Had some rice. How was your rice? Pretty tasty. Had some tea. Excellent. Did she charge for the tea in the end? Um, that's a very good question. In fact, we don't. We didn't know because the uh, the bill when it came was all in Chinese. Yeah, they have. Don't trust them. That could have been. <laughs> that could have been. Um, you could have actually said it's all Chinese to me, and it, for it not to have been racist, but you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what you think I do? I look out for for moments to be racist, <laughs> but not really racist. No, I think you fall into a few traps though. Yeah, I do fall into traps. But you could have got it there. I'm system. worried about this world. I, I'm, I'm desperately trying to be unracist as much as possible, or be ironically racist. Yeah. Um, in a bid to eradicate racism, right. which sometimes looks we're, we're like new, we're racism. We're new men, aren't we? Yeah, you, because we come from a culture where it's acceptable to be casually racist. And like people would say, oh, I'm just going down the chinky. 
or I'm just going down the packy shop. You know, that's not uh, that's not okay. But we're, yeah. we're really the first generation to identify that as not being okay. Yeah, but I think we're almost past that now in, in terms of in terms of if I were to say I'm off down the chinky, mm. it would be an ironic state. It would it would be a whole. You'd realise that I was making a horrible joke about people who say that kind of thing. Right. And I would, but I would never, I would never say that casually. But it, it would be. If it was me and you in here, you might say it, and it would be ironic, and I would understand it was ironic. Yes. That's true. Which I think we're almost past that. But there's still, most people are fucking idiots. I hate people. Yeah. Just they are scum of the earth out there. Listening to this, probably. Yes. <laughs> Hello, well, Steph. I'd hope not to think. <laughs> well, I'd hope not to think that the scumbag. Oh, not not people. like Steph is particularly a scumbag. I didn't mean that. Oh, you just said someone who might listen. What yeah. about few few listeners. I don't think she listens. No, probably not. Because the other night we we were up quite late, and the people in Britain were probably just getting up, and yeah. uh, to settle a debate about whether Dan's dad looks most like Les Dennis or Joe Pasquale, <laughs> I left the message on Steph's <laughs> Facebook wall yeah. asking that question, and she said. Oh, have you guys done everything in Canada now? Because you're talking about that. And you know what? Point taken. It was a pretty inane question. But she should know if she listened to this that that's exactly the sort of thing we talk about all the time. Yeah, I've come. I've come all the way to kind of. Well, I've, I've come one third. I need to say stop playing the other side. Other side of the world because it's not really. It's about a third. It's that <laughs> yeah, quarter probably. maybe. Probably. Just sort of potter about talking about Joe Pasquale. Well, our friendship is based on just inane banter, isn't it? Like our first conversation was about whether David Attenborough would like it if monkeys came and filmed him around the house. <laughs> and ghosts, you said... What was it you said about ghosts? Like, what is the... Uh, it's to do with them eating bacteria, I think. Dead bacteria or something. Yeah, that's it. Does, if bacteria dies, does that get a ghost? Yeah. And if so, is the ghost world just, like, full of bacteria? And also, does it matter? Because they can't get ill. So, like... It's an interesting, <laughs> interesting question. It is quite... I think someone could... Uh, Look into that. You, you you proposed an idea for a ghost restaurant. Yeah, that'd be nice. Spaghetti, goulash, all that. We've done that before. Kind of haven't limits it? limits the amount of foods that you can have. I don't think it? ghosts would want to eat ghost themed food. Do you know what I think? No. Yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's like a busman's things that... holiday. <laughs> exactly. Good use of the word busman's holiday there. Yeah, I, like I think. It. Uh, also... Word of the day. Two words. words of the day. It's your bit. It's your bit of the podcast. Uh... What's your words of the day? You've got, you've got a minute, I'm going to be silent. My words of the day. Uh, right, Busman's holiday is two words, but I'm going to hyphenate them uh, to make it one word, because I think you can do that in uh, the English language. How many syllables? Bus is one, Muns is two, Holly is three, Day is four, Busman's holiday. Holly is two. Add all them up. Anyway. Uh, all of it's them. Five. All it's five, it's perfect. It's the same as your name, Busman's holiday, then you think it. Okay, um, another word, um, lenu, um, which means um, detergent. <laughs> you were right that no matter what <laughs> you say, it's going to be the first thing you see in the room. There is a lemio. By the way, lemio is the brand. That's not French for detergent. Okay, lessive. Uh, lessive, I think, is laundry. Oh, um, um, so a word for detergent. Sans enzymes means without enzymes. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Uh, Lemmy you is my word of the day. It means um, branded detergent. <laughs> Brilliant. Did you enjoy that? Yep. You've got your own bit now. Stan's words. Yeah, I like that. Make me feel better about your bit at the beginning, where usually I just seethe and hate you. I just present the. I just. 
introduce it. Yeah, but without even qu- before before we press record, you don't go. Do you want to have a go, Dan? Yep. I think I did once, Oof. and you fucking ruined it. Oh, I did really go wrong. I guess so. <laughs> I think I did yes. once. Didn't I do it on like episode two or three? But it <laughs> just went. It just didn't work. Yeah, it didn't go real well. But you try it next time. Next time we'll go. Oh, it's Rob's word of the day, and you'll go. I can't think of any cochlear. I don't know. Yeah, but it's not your go now. <laughs> I'm just demonstrating the fact that I can just come out with a word. Yeah, but I can come out with words. A word that you can't see. You said Lemio because there's a bottle of laundry detergent. Listen, this is it. That's it. A bottle of laundry detergent sitting yeah, there. I did my laundry today. Yeah, I know. Well done. I hung it all up. Didn't well, very good. It's good. Um, I put all the socks next to each other. I quite like doing that. What do you mean? On the rack? Yeah. Um, but I also used a few socks, probably only a tenth of the amount of socks that I actually laundered. Um, to fill in the gaps where the uh, where the uh, the t-shirts didn't quite go across the whole pole, and there's a little gap at the end. So I popped so the sock. So you used in. an unloaded sock. <laughs> no, not an unloaded, a laundered a sock. A pre-laundered sock, yeah. one that didn't need to dry. No, 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 like a laundered. Did I say laundered? Yeah, laundered, but wet. Okay. To fill in gaps. Oh, that's all right. That yeah, makes sense. but I put the majority of them next to each other, which I was quite happy with. So well, I do it too. Yeah. I like the way this man thinks. It's good. I think they should have different laundry racks for different sized people. Okay. Do you think they should have different size everything for different sized people? Yes. Do you think um, all small people should dress like jockeys? What, you mean like in all them silly little caps? <laughs> yeah. And tight trousers? Yeah. Uh, like indie people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I no. don't. Don't conform. Just because you're small, don't conform. To, to jockeys. The people. most powerful small people there are. That, yes. Well, don't they all dress like Ronnie Corbett? Uh, it's quite cosily. No, I don't think people... Suit. No, all of short people aren't jockeys or cosy people. No, some of them are twats, aren't they? Some of them are right little bastards. Like who? Um, Bern Troyer. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't like him. don't like him. He went a bit mental, didn't he, with all his money after the spy who shagged me? Yeah, I think he would, though, wouldn't you? I'm not, sure you, I'm not sure. I think I'd buy miniature things. I'd commission people to make smaller things. Um, but I think uh, that's a problem, isn't it? Because I think maybe once upon a time they did. They made them live in little houses with smaller proportion of things. And uh, it's, it's patronising. It's like those disabled like, people cars, those blue ones that you can get the wheelchairs in there. <laughs> like on being John Malkovich. Um, oh, like the seven and a half floor. Yeah. That's exactly right, yeah, because that was originally built apparently for small for, people. For, little, for one girl. For one little person. Well, I think she wanted to bring other little people in as well. Ah, uh, not just for her. I'm just being greedy. Well, he was who, she was the one that um, Mr. Flemmer, or Mr. Merton, I forget which one, made his wife. Yes. But it was, so, ye and your accursed kind can live in peace. <laughs> I know all of being John <laughs> Cursed kind. You and your accursed kind, yeah. Did you, did you know I was a huge fan of that movie? I saw it in your DVD collection. I love being John Malkovich. But um, a lot of people think I like John Malkovich. So they keep taking me to see, like, John Malkovich films. And I don't, I'm not interested in John Malkovich. <laughs> I just like the movie Big John Malkovich. Which, the guy we talked about... Did we talk about this last time? No, I don't think we did. I think Spike we talked Jones? about it. Spike Jones? No, yes, yes, but the guy... I think it was the production guy. He's also a production guy for Michel Gondry. The, the sleepless... The sleepy film. Oh, no, no, it's the writer, isn't it? Um, it Charlie Kaufman. Ah. He wrote Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Yeah. Which is and fun. Science of Sleep. 
But I think um, Eternal Sunshine is a bit like a 10-minute segment of Angel Malkovich exploded out into a whole film. I think it's a bit of a, a thin idea. No. No? I like it. I'm not really dissing it. I do no, like it. No, I think it's got a lot of elements in it. I don't know. I think it's just there's that 10-minute bit where they're going through Malkovich's subconscious. Uh, it just feels a bit like they went, oh, that's a good idea, let's make yeah, a movie. Yeah, but it's a big love story, isn't it? It's yeah, I know, I do like it. I do yeah. enjoy it, but I just think... Welcome a... to Ringham and Godsell's Film Review. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Go on, do it. Do the whole thing. Uh, welcome to Ringham and Godsell's Film Review, where we talk about old films, not new ones, like um, that lady who's taken over from that man. Red. Red's a film that's current. Red's a film that's current. It's got John Malkovich in it as well. Uh, we're going to talk about new films now, like everyone else. Uh, Red's a film. It's also a colour. Um, it's also a sign of danger. Are you going to introduce the presenters? Um, Ringham. No. My name is Daniel. My name is Daniel. Um, I um, <laughs> like films. <laughs> and to my immediate right is... Robert Ringham, I interrupted him. He likes films too. He likes old films and John Malkovich. That's correct. Do you like it? I struggle. I feel... Wait, hang on a minute. First of all... Oh, first of all, you interrupted, which is terrible. I'd never do that. Right. Second of all, you didn't. You lost the rhythm because you said your name was Daniel Godsill, but then you didn't give my middle name, Horatio. You didn't <laughs> put that in. And uh, that was clever. That was a Benji Malkovich joke for any... Being John Malkovich fans are there. Secondly, you said I like John Malkovich. I know. I don't yeah. like John Malkovich. I, I like being John Malkovich. I think you do like John Malkovich. I don't. I think, I think it's one of the things where you, you like going to places and you oh. go out and you go, hi, uh, yeah, I'm Rob, nice to meet you. By the way, whatever anyone says, I don't like John Malkovich. And they go, oh, but I love John Malkovich. And you get your idea too. I mean, the thing about John Malkovich, I loved him in that Jewel Thief movie. <laughs> but. <laughs> but when I see him, in, he was in Hitchhiker's Guide, and he was awful. And I saw him in uh, Red, actually, this week at the cinema. And he just plays a sort of shell-shocked, paranoid kind of ex-CIA agent. And it's played for laughs, and it's all like, ah, ah he's paranoid. And, ah, oh, he's looking at the helicopters in the sky. And, oh, he's scared of the spy satellites. Well, there are people like that for good reason. It's not... It's not a funny. It's not a funny joke. Like, leave them alone. Like, they're all shell-shocked soldiers and things out there, and it shouldn't be played for laughs. And it sort of annoyed me. And the way he was doing it as well, he was all sort of toothy and like, <laughs> did someone order a cheeseburger? And I was just kind of annoyed by that. I didn't like it. So we don't like John Malkovich. To be honest, I'm sure he's done lots of brilliant things, and I think he is a, a, a kind of a good actor. But I think he's overrated. Uh, and. Um, uh, the fact that it's John Malkovich and being John Malkovich is irrelevant. It could have been being Nicolas Cage, and I still liked it. And I wouldn't have particularly had a thing for Nicolas Cage. They did oh, do yeah. being Nicolas Cage, didn't they? It was called Adaptation. Uh, I've not seen that movie. Yeah, that's actually a kind of sequel to being John Malkovich. Really? Kind of. It's about Charlie Kaufman, who wrote it. Yeah. And um, he's struggling to write another good film after being John Malkovich. Oh, and there's actually a bit in it. Yeah. There's a clip of being John Malkovich, like they recreate a bit of it. Oh, maybe I'll watch that. With, um, I think Catherine Keener's in it, and uh, someone who looks like the character John Cusack plays, but I think they've just got like a stunt double, and they've got a bit of a seven and a half floor of um, like the filming in it. Ah. And he's I'll walking around the set, and he's played by Nicolas Cage. I'll have to watch that. It's pretty good. Did you know it. a little bit of news since you've been away? Uh, and since I've been away, in fact, well, in fact, you're away. I'm not away. Yes, but I looked. You may have away, aren't I? We're both in exile. Yeah. 
Claudia, it's a lovely Claudia. Lovely Claudia Winkleman. Oh, lovely Winkleman. I love Claudia. I really fancy it. Yeah. And my girlfriend pointed out that she was Jewish, uh, which annoys me because she's, she's got this theory that I only fancy Jewish women, which makes me a kind of positive racist. <laughs> and whenever I go, I like this person, like Amy Winehouse, she went Jewish, like Claudia Winkleman, <laughs> Jewish. Like the list is endless. So many people I've fancied over the years. So many Jewish didn't even know. Some of them I knew about. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Silverman makes you know very famously a Jew because yeah. that's that's what all of the materials about. But um, yeah, I, why did I, I mean, her name's Winkleman. How did I not know? Is that a Jewish name? Yeah, very Jewish. Some of Jewish like Schneiderman. <laughs> <laughs> is Mun is Mun Jewish generally? Uh, quite if often, I, yeah. If I was, if I were to be uh, Daniel Godsman. Godsman. David God, God, Daniel Godman, like, yeah, it's Daniel, kind of Jewy. There's yeah. Mern, Berg is another one, like Kotterberg. Daniel Godberg. Uh, that's very Jewy, I like that. Uh, there's a, you're more attractive to me already. Heim is another one. Menberg. Baum. Baum. Steen. Oh, anyway. Yes, the Claudia Winkleman. The Claudia Winkleman. lovely Claudia Lovely, lovely, ever so nice. It was a cuddly, lovely, big, huge, the huge penis of... Claudia, lovely Winkleman. Don't say that Claudia Winkleman's got a penis. Why? Because I like Don't be so homophobic. Like, yeah, but I like to think of her without a penis. <laughs> I like to think of her with, and sometimes without. It's just the way I roll. <laughs> uh, she's taken over from the Jonathan Ross. On what? On film. Ooh. Film uh, 2010, previously. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Film 2009, previously film 2009. Why didn't we get that gig? Well, um, I think it's because, because we talk about John Malkovich. Yeah. Which is a bit too late. He's in a film this week. In a uh, new film this week. Called Red. Oh. Uh, yeah, but we wouldn't have known that. It would have just been purely coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think... Rig of the pre- John Malkovich Film Club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, as a presenter of a film TV show, you can just pick actors and hope that they're in a film. Fair enough. Or even pick comic books and hope that they've been made into a film pack. No, that's true. Um, it has to be more uh, detailed and researched. That's it. Um, so, um, have you made our Halloween masks yet? No, I need to take photos of us. Okay. Uh, I'll do that tonight. My hair's all over the place. Okay, you're going to blow dry your hair tomorrow? Uh, I might. Yeah, get a good bouffant going. So, yeah. quite a tall mask yeah, to accentuate good. the difference. Is this for Halloween? Yeah. Are you going to have a scary face? What kind of face are you going to pull? Um, no, I think it'll just be our faces. I've seen ironic Halloween masks before. I've seen Jedward ones. In, uh, I think one of the papers gave that away. And Private Eye last year did um, a Nick Griffin Halloween mask to protect and keep. Um, so I'm just thinking, are we in the same league as Nick Griffin and Jedward? Uh, I think the fact there's two of us yeah. uh, raises the bar a little bit. But there's two of Jedward, but they're the same, aren't they? They're just like one person. Yeah. They're twins. Twins aren't. They're just like, they're just half a person each. <laughs> oh dear. Bringing new meaning to monozygotic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shall we wrap this up? Yeah, We're over well, an hour. Hour and six minutes, 49. There's been a lot of emotions tonight. A lot of emotions. I felt like I released a little bit too much of myself. I haven't done a fart in an hour, I'm bloating. Do you need to go? I don't like to go from the podcast. <laughs> no, we do everything else on the podcast. Burping. I don't know if you hear it. I think there's a low cut. Um, Someone accused us of farting. Someone was really? explaining in the podcast. I think the last one we listened to was 
uh, crisps, which was like we did we did two in one night. Oh yeah, yeah. We're pretty pretty leery, and uh, it <laughs> he said, "Oh, there's everything: burping, drinking, farting." I said, "We don't fart." No, no, we don't. I don't like when I'm accused of something. If anything, there's a, there's a I think there's a low cut. I think called a low cut on the. Uh, on, on the thing we're recording onto, which means um, anything you of low, anyway. low frequencies. That's right. Unless you had a particularly squeaky, a, a squeaky, a squeaky popper like that. Yes, right. That would come through clearly. But if it was a very deep, oh, a deep one. A deep, like a like. No, even that. That's too like a, bo- a proper bottom burp. Just kind of like. Okay. All right. Uh, if you did one of them, it would. Mm. That's a shame, isn't it? Right, you should stop talking about bottoms. Uh, wait, oh my god, I think there's something important I wanted to say. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. You wait until you wait until there's not a soul left <laughs> clawing clawing on to the audio with their bleeding nails. Well this still isn't how long this podcast. Is it? There's the other it's like an hour and twenty minutes. Oh yeah, that was all the Totties one. Totties, yeah. Should we put a code word in this one? I just remembered what it was that I wanted to bring up. Will it take more than ten minutes? No. It's just a bit. Let me do it. <laughs> okay. It was when that person accused of the farting, right? And I was oh, like, yeah. I didn't like that because it was sort of, the message was kind of right, but he exaggerated and I felt like, you know, too outed. Like I was outed for something <laughs> Right, right. You once, when you were telling people how horrible I am to you, you said, I'm always calling you like a hobbit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever called you a hobbit. Um yeah. And I've got two pieces of evidence for that. First of all... You've recorded everything we've ever said, said to each other. Right? Well, up here I have, in my, in my memory. Your distorted memory, which means you can't ever remember if I ever met any... Like, you go, oh, yeah, have you, uh, have you met my girlfriend tomorrow? I go, yeah, we've been bloody here for weeks. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I don't think... Well, that's another example of someone exaggerating. I never said, have you met my girlfriend tomorrow? I might have said, like, oh, have you met my friend Neil's wife, Laura? Like, yeah, of course we have. We went out together, went to a fucking theatre together. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. But that's different because I don't imagine you and Laura being in the same world together. It's like kind of an unusual crossing over. It's like if, if like, Stuart Lee or I've met, met my nan. <laughs> you know, it's like I'd have difficulty thinking of them in I'd the same room. If, if Stuart Lee met my nan, he'd remember that I'd room. go, oh, I remember the day. Bad example. Bad example. <laughs> anyway, listen, right? For the offended her. Listen. <laughs> Two pieces of evidence for why I call you uh, Okay. First of all, uh, one of the first times I met you, the time we were talking about the ghost restaurant. Yeah. We were in Nando's, right? And Steph was saying that at, at your work they call you a hobbit. It's like a nickname. And uh, I actually thought, it's not very nice. And I said so. I said, that's not very nice at the time. I said, oh, that's horrible. What can you just say? So, because I was sort of a bit offended by that, I wouldn't start repeating it. Right, okay. Secondly... I don't like Lord of the Rings. I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to... I don't like... I'm not interested in the world of J.R.R. Tolkien, right? It's not really in my arsenal. It's not within my kind of intellectual grab space. I wouldn't, if I was trying to offend you by saying you were little or something, the metaphor I'd go for wouldn't be a hobbit. I just... I, I, wouldn't, go, I wouldn't go for that weapon. Right. I think I understand. The other day I called you Jamie Cullum, which uh, I think is very funny, because A, you look a bit more like Jamie Cullum than a hobbit, Right. It's just such, a hobbit's such a garden variety thing to say as well. Yeah. It's like what top gear readers with lip watchers would say. I don't want only call you a hobbit. No, that's fine. I don't know anything about Middle Earth. I think that's a different of... kind of nerd, isn't it? 
two, yeah, I'm a tricky one. There's yeah. Lord of the Rings fans. You're like, you're like, it's a corner generation. Like a, cor- like a, a wicked, a wicked. I think I'm cooler than a lot of trickies anyway because they don't know it's wrong. Right, yeah. I kind of do it with a bit of irony. It's very funny. I'm sincere. I've watched it since I've been over in Canada. I genuinely love it. I'm sincere. I don't like it, ironically. Like, you know, I've got all the DVDs and my idea of a good night in is a couple of Star Treks and I enjoy it. But I also understand why it's bad. Like, I know it's not literature. Yeah. I think that's the difference. I've quite enjoyed the few I've watched. Yeah, you watched the uh, Space Hippies episode, didn't you? Yeah, it's good. There's some singing in it. Amazing. I was amazed at how musical that episode was. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It was really good. Uh, did you see another one? No. Um, I saw the end of one. Uh, they sort of they had a disease which made people go nuts. Oh, there's a lot like that. Was it Chekhov was going bonkers, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, one? I think they all, they all went, a bit, went a bit crazy. A bit mental. Really well, I'll treat you to Spock's brain one time. That's my favourite episode. It's probably the kitschiest, weirdest one. It's actually voted by Trekkies to be the worst episode ever made. But I think it's probably the best. Okay. It's a complete flipperoo. So I've done the flip on them. I, I genuinely think it's brilliant. It was alien supermodels come on board and um, they're using a good technology that's basically a brightly coloured box with a single red button on it. <laughs> Kidnap Spock's brain out of his head. He's still alive with no brain. And they take his brain to the planet and make it the Prime Minister. Now, what's not to love? I think that's it's brilliant. Exciting. Absolutely brilliant. There's so much entertainment in that. We'll watch that. We'll, maybe we could talk about that. It's so good that the stereo MCs refer no. to it in one of their songs. How about that? Yeah. They say, oh, fuck, I forgot the name of the song now. But they say, one of the lyrics is, Mr. Spock is on the TV. Dr. McCoy is trying to reconnect his brain. It's an episode to that episode. It's an episode to that episode. It's a reference to that episode. Ah, stereo MCs. If they like it and I like it, how can it be the worst episode of Star Trek ever made? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> The worst episode is called Sacred Ground, an episode of Star Trek Voyager. Don't watch it. <laughs> Time to go, I think. Yes. One hour, 13 minutes. Still not our longest podcast ever, but um, I need some water because I'm thirsty because I've been talking too much. Anyway, would you like to close the podcast because you could, I'll introduce it, you could close it. Yeah, certainly. Um, right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>